Welcome to the next edition of the North New South Wales Church Planting Podcast, where we explore missional stories of how the Holy Spirit is establishing new Seventh-day Adventist churches and communities of faith right here in our conference. So, Jack, it's really good to be able to be here at the Kempsey Adventist School. You're here as the school evangelist and also with the um, the Well Church Plant. And I just really wanted to, yeah, just find out, you know, what, what kind of really attracted you to be here on the school campus to do ministry uh, right here in Kempsey? Yeah. Um, you know, for me, Kempsey is home. I, I grew up here. And so, um, of course, you know, this is, this is my hood. <laughs> Kemp's is a bit of a rough place, but I love it. Um, I didn't grow up a Christian at all. And so um, coming to this school as a, an atheist, not wanting anything to do with God and then have my life transformed by the gospel, by Jesus Christ, you know, and, and having that real relationship with him, it's, um, it's hard to say no when you're asked to come back um, to the special place where you yourself gave your heart to Jesus. Um, and for me, it's just, I, I have a heart for this town. Um, you know, our church, church plant isn't here, you know, just to look after ourselves. You know, we are the town's church. We, we are here to reach, you know, from Kempsey to the world. Um, because, you know, growing, when you grow up somewhere, I think, and when you love Jesus, you can't help but want to love the people of the town. It just, it just comes natural because, you know, Jesus is, you know, he rubs off on you when you have a relationship with him. And uh, that compassion for this community is just strong for me. It really is. So, uh, yeah, this is why why Kempsey, I guess you could say. And, of course, you know, you're here with hundreds of, of kids, um, school kids and and. Um, uh, teenagers. So, what what have you found to be some of the really effective ways to engage with with young people right here at school? Oh, I tell you what, you know, um, <laughs> the new generation it changes constantly, and it's um, <laughs> you know it's getting faster. You know, um, I'm I'm the younger uh, team member of the of of the chaplaincy team. Um, and we work together, but you know, I'm I'm here trying to explain meme culture to um, to the older chaplains, and they're like, "What's a meme?" You know, and I'm laughing and trying to explain it. But there will come a time where I myself won't be able to keep up with the culture. And I think that's not that's not the the key. The key isn't to try and keep up and try and be cool, but it's just being real in their life. It's just caring for them. It's um, you know, it's hanging out with them and and not. You know, that they already have these stereotypes of Christianity being this judgmental, you know, all they want is your money, they just want to trick you, they're, they're fake, they're whatever, they're hypocrites. Um, you know, it's not our job to come here and tell them what's right and what they're doing wrong. Um, you know, our job is to be there in their lives. And uh, when you show that you care and you're journeying along with them, of, of course they're going to open up. Um, it's just human nature. Um, you don't have to be, you know, the the coolest, um, you know, t- trendiest hipster pastor to be a, a, a church um, in a school. It's just being willing to sit with the kids at lunchtime, play basketball with them, um, ask them how they're doing, 
You don't go and visit their family. Um, sit with them and just just reflect Jesus. You know, just um, you know when we when we have a relationship with Jesus. Uh, and I keep coming back to this point because it's key. Um, it is the gospel. When we have our own walk with Jesus, we can't help but walk like Jesus. Um, you know, it's yeah, it's just being there with them in life, doing life together. So you basically what you've done here, Jack, is that you've started a, a new church plant mm-hmm. called The Well. And so my question is, why, why a church plant? Why a new church? What was, that, what was the reasoning behind that? Yeah, I guess um, why a new church? You know, there's lots of factors that could come into it. But at the end of the day, it's we want to reach the community, full stop. Um, we, we want to reach people for the gospel. Um, that's why. Um, you know, you get into different politics and so on and so forth and, and, and the past. But um, the, the reality is, is there is so much opportunity in a school and particularly this school and this community. Um, you know, we in, in Kempsey now, we have four churches, you know, in a, in a town that's uh, the Shire is about 30,000. Um, and to me, that's awesome. Um, we want more churches. You know, we don't want to be greedy and say, you know, we're going to keep um, all these people to ourselves. No, we want we want a thousand churches here. You know, why stop there at a thousand? We want we want the whole of Kempsey to know Jesus Christ. Um, you know, so why a, why a church plant? Well, it's it's the gospel. We we we've been called to plant churches, <laughs> um, and to be focused here in this mission field, the school. Um, is a great opportunity and you'd be foolish not to take that opportunity up. I think you'd be um, not listening to the voice of God to not plant a church here. Um, you know, that's for me, that's how clear it is. So many of the listeners um, who will be listening to this podcast would be either in established churches or maybe in a church plant themselves. And they may be thinking to, to themselves, you know, how do you go about it? So from your experience, you've been on this journey for, what, about a, a year or so. Um, what would you say are some of the really effective keys to, to make a church plant, you know, work? If, if you were to advise someone who's just stepping out or who, who'd like to make their, their church church plant more effective? Um, yes. So there is one key, and there's, I guess, a lot of subheadings under that. But that one key is be passionate about the gospel. Um, if you are not passionate about the gospel, then, you know, of course you can't get a church plant off the ground. It's just not going to work. Um, you know, you've, you, you've got to have, again that real relationship with Jesus that you can't help, um, you know, you can't keep it inside. You have to share it because Jesus is real and he is the center. And the moment we we take our eyes off Jesus, um, I mean, <laughs> we've read it multiple times throughout the, in the Bible, haven't we? And the moment people take their eyes off Jesus, we become either pharisaical or, um, you know, we become, you know, just so loose and, and, and drift off into the world. Um, it's just focusing on Jesus, being passionate about the gospel. And when he is the center, um, you know, we see our context through his eyes. And when we see our context through his eyes, we can understand, okay, this is what needs to happen. This is the next step because I can't say to you, do 
you know, one, two, three, or A, B, C, and the church will work. Um, it's listening to Jesus and listening to his voice and saying, okay, this is what I want you to do in this community. Um, by, by no means am I an expert at this. I'm simply, um, I guess you could say, a, another beggar pointing you where the bread is, you know, the bread of life, Jesus Christ. I'm just simply here pointing to Jesus. Uh, that is my role. Um, that is who, who I am as a pastor. And, um, you know, my leadership team, I have a great team here. And I think establishing a team that is also passionate about Jesus um, makes life a lot easier because, you know, we're all just pointing each other to Jesus and he reveals to us what our spiritual gifts are. And we, if we operate in our spiritual gifts, it's not a burden. It becomes an enjoyable thing. Um, but yeah, for me, there's one key and that is being passionate about the gospel of Jesus Christ. So here at the well, you've got kind of a uh, unique model, shall I say, a, a, a one which is not a standard model. That's on a Friday night. Um, all of the students come here uh, to the chapel area. And then on Sabbath morning, you actually kind of head out and you um, are building a house church network. Uh, so tell me, how's that working? How, what's, what's the, the motivation for, for developing that house church network? Yeah, so uh, let me start with, um, I guess, the model in total. There's, uh, we're currently running, I guess you could say, three services. Um, there's uh, Friday night from 6 p.m., uh, depending on the time of year, but uh, let's say 6 p.m. to 7 p.m., we have a young families program called The Well. And then straight after that, from 7.30 to, um, to 8.30 and 9, uh, we have a youth program. Uh, that, the youth program operates once a month, but the young families is once a week at this stage. Uh, and our Well Connected, which is our house church network, um, that's every week as well. Um, now, because we are a school-based uh, campus church, we, we take the holiday period, so uh, we stick within the terms um, so that our leaders can have a break and everything like that. Um, but, you know, I guess a phrase that I keep repeating, repeating to myself is... is uh, first to and then through and I guess the motivation behind that is you know Jesus ministered to his disciples and through his disciples uh, he ministered to uh, the Jewish people and then the Jewish people reached the world um, you know he came to reach the lost sheep of Israel and then the lost sheep of Israel were to reach the Gentiles uh, and that is lived out in Paul's ministry isn't it uh, so for us I guess our target audience is the school families um, we have uh, 600 students at that school that's about two percent of this population um, which is pretty impressive I, I think and so if we can reach that school population and focus on discipling them, well, then it will be through that population, the school population that we reach, the wider population. Um, you know, individually, I can't reach the whole, you know, community myself. And so, you know, first two, that's, I guess, on-campus ministries and everything we're doing here. And then the house church network is the through. It's, um, we want to establish ourselves where, where by no means have we made it. We're still figuring all this out. But we want to establish ourselves uh, so that we are based in a neighborhood and that church plant is to, uh, that house church is to reach their neighbors 
if a loved one dies down the street, uh, like a neighbor has a loved one that dies, we'll cook food for them. We'll be there beside them. They're always invited to lunch. Our kids that do craft go around and knock on their doors and give out the craft to them. We just generally, if there is a need, we meet it. Um, uh, our vision is to yeah is to multiply that house church network throughout Kempsey, but not just a social club. It's not about being a social club. It's about um, living, walking. I guess I say walking like Jesus. Um, nothing more and nothing less. You know that's what we are called to do. That's what we need to learn to do as a church is to walk like Jesus. Nothing more and nothing less. So you know I think I have to say this. When we think about us as a Seventh-day Adventist church and our understanding of prophecy and the end time of, um, you know, coming under persecution, uh, I believe that we need to have a house church model established uh, because if the church is to go underground, for say, if we are to come under persecution, um, where are we going to go? We can't have buildings anymore. We can't uh, meet publicly anymore. And so for me, I guess I see it as just like in China at the moment, they can't you know, meet out in public. Um, and so you know, why is their house church network exploding everywhere? Um, you know, I guess the government is, is helping them do church properly in the homes. <laughs> and so um, you know, why a house church model? I think it's, just, it's obvious in terms of us as an Adventist church, um, our understanding of prophecy, we're going to be heading there anyways. And it's a space where people can use their spiritual gifts. Um, it's a space where it doesn't get too big so everyone knows each other. And um, I think it calls people to, be, to genuinely love their neighbor because they're you know the the church meets with their neighbors <laughs> um so you know when you're you know when we're reading a bible verse about loving your neighbor uh it's very tangible about loving your neighbor um yeah i guess why uh for me it's obvious it's there's there's many yeah contributing factors and we as a uh, as an adventist church i think need to get on board and Jack, you mentioned that you kind of caught the the, uh, the church planting bug, mm. and um, it sounds contagious. Yes. Uh, so, so tell me, what is it like catching the the, the church planting bug? What 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 gets into your system? Uh, what does it feel like to be to be immersed in, and just really have caught it? You know, when you read through the Gospels, um, you just can't help but realize that Jesus is beautiful and he's amazing and he was out mingling with with men and women of of all kinds of walks of life and you know he just focused you know I mean it says doesn't it that the the gospel says uh, he didn't come for the healthy he came for the sick and um, for me as a a pastor um, it fills my tank when I'm there with the sick, if you want to call them that, when I'm just there in the community. Um, I'm not there to be the charity that's... um, I'm there serving them. Uh, For me, it's doing life together, you know. Um, It's just walking this crazy road we call life, um, but doing it with Jesus by my side and sharing every opportunity I can about how wonderful my Saviour is. Um, so it's just like it's natural like uh, i don't know um it doesn't feel forced and it's not like 
you know, people, my hat goes off to people who are really, really good in the traditional model. Um, and I think there is a, there's still a space for that and there's a need for that. Um, but, you know, when you're church planting, you're just doing what you literally read in the Bible. <laughs> you know, you read what Paul did and you're doing it. And it's frustrating at times because people are complex. Ministry is simple. People are complex. Um, but you're doing what the Bible says you should be doing. And you're not caught up in silly little things that sometimes we can get caught up in. Um, you know, we're all susceptible to that. But being in an environment where you're forced to reach people is a good thing. Uh, particularly if we have our own relationship right with Jesus. Uh, if we don't have our own relationship with right, uh, right with Jesus, it's horrible. Uh, you will not like church planting. Uh, you will not like church. It will become a set of rules. It will become this mundane thing that you just do from week to week and it becomes a tradition. But if, if first we put Jesus first in our own lives and in our hearts and have that walk with him, then it's going to be contagious because you were doing what Jesus has asked you to do and you love Jesus and of course you're going to do it because you have that relationship first with him. Well, thank you so much, Jack. Uh, thank you for opening up your heart to us. And uh, we really look forward to seeing where the Holy Spirit leads uh, the well here at Kempsey and into the wider community as well. Thanks very much. Thank you.